0: are now listening to Late Hit, Pro Football Radio. All right, everyone, welcome back to another edition of Late Hit with Matt and Tyler. Thank you guys for joining us this week. We're going to get into some hot-button issues from around the league since we talked to you guys last week, and then we are going to close out this week's episode with our State of the Franchise segment at the end. So the first issue, or the first topic we want to get into with you guys is we are going to discuss that the New York Jets and defensive tackle Quinn and Williams have agreed to terms on a four-year, $96 million contract. This deal includes $66 million in guaranteed money. Uh, I, I really like this contract. I think um, Quinn Williams is probably one of the better defensive tackles in the league right now, so I think the Jets uh, did a really good job of securing him for at least the next four years.
1: Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, and he's only 25 years old, so... That's, you know, that's incredible. Guy coming out of Alabama, probably one of, if not the best, um, defensive tackle in the league. Gotta, you got to lock that down while you can. Um, he's not injury prone at all. He's uh, he's missed a few games, you know, his rookie year and his second year. But other than that, I don't think he missed any, any games. Um, let's see some of his stats. Um, He was the uh, All-Pro last year And let's see Yeah, he was, yeah, he was selected First All-Pro team last year So that's pretty remarkable To do on your uh, Your, career, your uh, contract signing year So Awesome signing I mean, not really much else you could say about it That's that's a guy you want to lock down and not give away Yeah, <laughs> draft I mean be, Might as well lock him down
0: yeah, he's definitely, I'd say, right up there. Maybe not – I wouldn't say he's the best in the league because I still think that that designation goes to Aaron Donald. Um, but I think he's definitely top three. If definitely a
1: different play style, though.
0: Yeah, and he's he's a lot – so he's you know a lot younger than Aaron Donald is, so there's an advantage there yeah. over age because Aaron Donald has been – mulling over in retirement the last couple of years. And, you know, he's in his 30s now. So, you know, Quentin Williams has definitely got the age advantage there. And, you know, he's not not anything against him because he, you know, he is a very good defensive tackle, but I don't know that he's on that Aaron Donald level yet because, you know, Aaron Donald is a little bit quicker. He's, you know, a little bit better with the finesse moves and stuff like that. So, you know, but he's yeah. definitely. If you got a guy like Quinn Williams, you're going to want to lock him down. You, no questions about it. You know, um, but yeah, he's been the solid key piece of that defensive line for you know the last couple of years now, and uh, you know the Jets, you know, did a really good job of signing him. So I mean, sixty six million dollars. That's this is uh, for guaranteed money in the ninety six million dollar four year contract. That's kind of what we've seen the last couple of defensive tackles got signed this offseason, It's been right around that dollar amount and, you know, that right. guaranteed money. So, I mean, he's not really getting a better deal than what we've seen from the other star defensive tackles. It's, you know, right around the same as what we saw.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like you brought up Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, he's, he's like what two, he's like a, yeah, 280. Six one guy. Yeah, I mean Quinton Williams, three oh three, six three guy. So I mean they're definitely different. Yeah, different different playstyles. Yeah, different playstyles. But Quinton Williams, you know, he started off his rookie season with two and a half sacks, and every year he's gotten better. And just last season he had twelve sacks, and that's not even really his, you know, his his strong suit. He's, you know, he's a run stuffer. He can still get to the quarterback. You know. A lot yeah. like Aaron Donald. You know, Aaron Donald can pretty much do whatever you want, but you Aaron, know, this, this this guy knows how to play the field as well.
0: Yeah, Aaron Donald can pretty much play any position on the defensive line. Like, you could put him at edge, and he would probably still right. do just as well. And for a guy like Quentin Williams, who you said was a little over 300 pounds, for him to be able to get 12 and a half sacks, you know, there's some that's, defensive... That's crazy. Yeah, there's some defensive ends in the league that don't even you know, put up those kind of numbers for an entire season and for someone to do it in at the interior defensive lineman position. That's just amazing. And I think, you know, for him to be able to get 12 and a half sacks, you know, we, like I said, you just don't, don't even see some defensive ends getting stuff like that. So, you know, it's a pretty yeah. impressive, you know, and, and he's a young guy. He's got a lot of career left to play. So, you know, this was a really great uh, you know, extension and addition for this team.
1: Yeah, Donald's thirty-two, and we're just using this as a comparison. But you know, Donald's average year, he's usually around a twelve, thirteen sack guy. Besides his one year where he tied the record at twenty and a half, um, and that was two thousand eighteen. So other than that year, he's usually eleven, twelve, thirteen sack guy, So yeah. for Quinton Williams to do that, three hundred three pounds, like you said. He's he's got the speed and he can pretty much he can pretty much do what Aaron Donald does and he's only going to get better. Um, you know, with another seven years under his belt, like Aaron Donald's got on him yet, you know he might see seven time All Pro like Donald is. So yeah,
0: yeah. We'll and to you know him being a part of that Jets defense that has really improved the last couple of years, um, you know it's. I don't want to say easier for a guy to have success when you're part of a, you know, an entire defensive squad like you are with the New York jets, but you know, he's definitely one of the better players on that defense, but I think he's got a lot of talent around him too. So it's easier to have that kind of success and get those 12 and a half sacks when, you know, you're the offense you're facing has to worry about, you know, all those other stars on that defense.
1: Yeah. And when a guy, when your defensive tackles are getting that much pressure, to a quarterback, it makes so much stuff easier on the back end for let's say Sar- uh, Sauce Gardner and them. Yeah, you know, it's, that guy is just he's he's the key to the he's the the piece to the puzzle that's you know most important. He's the he's the center of the the, the puzzle that makes the whole thing fit together. Um, he's you know those guy those big guys up front. That's just if you have yeah. a guy that's that, that talented like like per se, like Aaron Donald, like you said earlier, you just lock them down because they're they're hard to come by. That's that's why I think Quinn Williams is probably top three in the league. Yeah. And I just don't see any, too many other guys that uh, can compete with him at that weight especially.
0: Yeah. And it's also impressive too saying that, you know, knowing he had 12 and a half sacks when you're playing in a division with, uh, you know, the Dolphins who have Tua, who's – you know, scrambling quarterback. And then the bills also, you know, Josh Allen, he's pretty mobile as well. So, I mean, That's if you true. can,
1: you, That's if six you games, right. There four games right there. Yeah.
0: And then they play the Patriots, but Mac Jones, he pretty much stands in the pocket and doesn't really have any mobility at all. So
1: <laughs> he's a Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: So when you, if you, uh, you know, he's a really good, um, person to have especially in this division where you have those two scrambling quarterbacks that I just mentioned so you know you got to lock it down Uh, you got to put pressure on you know Josh Allen especially and and Tua, you know to have success and win those divisional games so I mean he's
1: a not to mention all the teams in his division not to cut you off not the teams all all in the division um all have pretty decent run games right They they focus around their run like you said Josh Allen, he is a big part of that run offense. And then they have um, some, you know, like a one-two punch running backs. Um, and then as far as uh, Mac Jones, I'm trying to think who who they got. Who did they get off the offseason?
0: Well, so, yeah, the – Mac Jones, he's like you said, he doesn't really move at all. He's more of a pocket. Yeah, but passer. who did the
1: Patriots get as their running back in the offseason? I can't even think.
0: Oh, they have um I'm trying to think. I had him on my fantasy team.
1: Who the hell is he? Yeah, I can't even think of his name.
0: Uh they have um Pierre Strong.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He had a hell of a season too.
0: Yeah, and uh Stevenson. You know the other yep. one-two punch there, and then they also have Ty Montgomery, which who he didn't really have you know too much production last year, but I mean,
1: all yeah. the teams in that division have good, good to oh yeah, I real mean, decent run games. So you you need a guy that that's yeah. like Quinn Williams.
0: Yeah, the last couple of seasons, you know, the Patriots especially after Tom Brady departed from there, I mean, they've tried to utilize that run game as much as possible. So I mean, I would say be you know because of what we've seen from Mac Jones the last two years over what they try to do with their run game, I would say the Patriots are more of a run team now than they were years past when, like I said, Tom I agree, Brady yeah. was there. So, I mean, you need, especially in that division, that AFC East, uh, it's a tough division. Um, you know, they finished third place behind the Bills and the Dolphins. So, I mean, you you need a run stopper in there to have success. Um And I think he's
1: Dolphins. They got running backs all over the place.
0: Oh yeah, and then they're in discussions as one of the teams that possibly signing Dalvin Cook. So I mean, you know, they're with the addition of that, if they would happen to sign him, would just make this run game better for the Dolphins. So I mean, you've got to have that run stopper in Quinton Williams to have success in in that division.
1: Yeah, you got to put more pressure to throw the ball in on running up running teams and what uh you, right. you don't just want them to run down the gut on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so if you can, if you can make them put the ball in the air more, there's more chances for success. And um, yeah, I like what they're doing. I like the, what the jets are doing as a whole. They're just building their team around what fits um, the deep, their, their division. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um, like Eagles done it. Cowboys done it for the, for the NFC East. And then, like, um, trying to think who else has recently built their team around. I can't say – let's turn to AFC. I guess Bengals are doing it. Um, you can't really say Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs because – Yeah, <laughs> just, they don't really – They really don't. They add, kind of, Yeah, they, they kind, just just kind of just grab who they can. They just shoot. float around Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, it, it's It's cool to see the Jets just – go to this completely stacked team and it's like a whole different organization it's like watching um who who could you even say it was like watching that stack that much
0: i mean they're they're definitely trying to build a team um and you have yeah, who,
1: to who can you say that's that's turned it like think of the jets two years ago now right. think of the jets now
0: so you could probably if you wanted to compare them to the bucks you know they went out and grabbed tom that's brady true. Yeah, uh, that defense for the Bucks the year they won the Super Bowl. A I think they're years more ago. stacked
1: than that Bucks.
0: Yeah, they were, yeah, that defense for the Bucks a couple years ago when they won the Super Bowl. You know that was they were stacked there. I mean, look at what they did against Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. You know, yeah. and then they had you know they brought in Gronk, they had Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, they had immense talent around Tom Brady, and the, especially going after Tom Brady that offseason and getting him you know they tried to build a win now team because of Tom Brady's they got him later in his career so he was close to retirement so you could say the jets are the are the buccaneers of a few years ago you know they went out and grabbed the older veteran quarterback and Aaron Rodgers you know they're building their defense they've signed about 37 wide receivers this offseason. <laughs> so i mean they're definitely trying to to stack the Stack it and run the table here, and you know. If you win say that they're
1: division. better than the, than them, than that uh, Buccaneers. Aside from talking the, the Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady debate, to so take that out of the picture. Just say it's a you know if we're taking matchup.
0: Yeah, if we're taking Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady out of the picture, and we're just going around uh, talent, um, I would say that the Jets defense is probably.
1: M- I can going with it. And, and then offense would be Bucks.
0: Offensively, I would say Bucks, just because of Gronk and you know the receiving core. Yeah, the yeah. that the Bucks had that year. So I mean,
1: yeah, that is true. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah.
0: But then again, I mean, I would take Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers too. So I <laughs> mean, all, yeah. all around, well, you I think, know
1: I would. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, but the the Jets are, you know, they're they're doing a good thing, and you know, they're definitely trying to get uh, set up to win now. I mean, and I think we've discussed this several times, you know, the only key piece they were missing was a quarterback. So, I mean, they got the best available option this offseason. So I think, you know, they definitely have a chance to win this division, but it's going to be tough, you know. But yeah. the, the uh, re-signing of Quentin Williams is definitely a, a good start.
1: And you might, all, might as well uh, bring up NFL Films on the yeah. on this oh, yeah. topic.
0: While we're on the topic of the Jets, um, NFL Films has decided to select the New York Jets as this year's uh, team to be featured on the HBO series Hard Knocks. Um, and I, go, I saw this. Go for I it. Saw, yeah, I saw this coming. I mean, yeah. When you have a team that you know goes, you know, all out and grabs a uh, you know superstar quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you can expect you know, the publicity to be, to be all around them, you know. And, and the Jets themselves are already a team that's in the spotlight because they play, you know, in New York. Um, you know, they've always been a team that has been, you know, the talk of the town. And um, I, I'm a big fan of the Hard Knock series. I watch it every year. I love this past year when the Lions are on it. Um, so I'm excited Honestly, to see. I,
1: I wish they would just do all 32 teams. Like, <laughs> You're telling me you don't have the staff to hire to do that? How much money do you make? Come on.
0: I mean, when when so uh I, it, Hard Knocks is like a 3 or 4 episode series. It's literally just training camp. Um, you know,
1: that's why why can't you do the, every team during training camp?
0: I I guess you could. I mean, You'd, when would, you
1: would have to use the same crew.
0: There'd be so many, you know, episodes out there be 32 crews. Or they, you know, they should just do every year they should do cuz I know They did the Texans. They did the Browns. You know, sometimes they do the same team back to back. Uh, You know, I think it would be interesting if every year they went to a different team or every year did did like two teams or something like that, you know, just to keep it. I would just
1: do every fucking all 32 teams so people can watch the team that they want to watch. Like, I don't want to sit there and watch the Browns. I'm sorry.
0: Well, they did do the Cowboys the one year.
1: They did do the Cowboys. And I I fucking loved it because I'm a Cowboys fan. Now, yeah. if you're a Jaguars fan, why wouldn't you get the experience that? I mean just, yeah, do, I, just do all thirty two teams we this is this is a business that's unlimited funds they can make as much money as they want to make all of it just do I, all fucking thirty two teams you don't you just how many different staffs just do it?
0: yeah, I mean, I think they just go with like whoever you know the popular team is that off season obviously with what the jets have done it's it's the jets probably, but I mean. Like, or even if they did, like every year, the team that won the Super Bowl, like followed them, that off season, preseason. I you don't know want to
1: see the Chiefs every fucking season.
0: They're not gonna. They don't win the Super Bowl every year. <laughs> they <laughs> sure
1: yourself feels like it.
0: What did they win twice in the last three or four years?
1: Okay, well they're in the Super Bowl every fucking year.
0: Yeah, but they wouldn't if they didn't win. They wouldn't be followed. You know,
1: <laughs> I guess. But yourself sure come close to it.
0: Yeah. But I like I do really do like the hard knock series. Um I do too. But, like I like I said, yeah,
1: it's just, es- it's just especially, especially really. when
0: yeah, especially when they do like the profiles on like the undrafted guys, like like I remember the one the year that they did the Cowboys a while back, they did a profile on like Danny Amendola, who we at the time we had no idea he was gonna be the become the player that he did. So I mean they yeah. always pick like they always pick like that one guy who is kind of like a Cinderella story who's trying to even just make the team, um, you know, and I, I really like that. I like that aspect of it because you kind of get to see, like, as I an undrafted think... player or, like, as a low-drafted player, like, where they have, where they come from and what they have to do to actually make an NFL squad.
1: I think, you uh, know, yeah, that's a good point. And uh, I think uh, for the average person who doesn't get to, like, follow the NFL in the off season, or they just jump right into the season because, you know, most people, I mean, a lot of people, I wouldn't say most people, but a lot of people don't follow their team in the off season. They kind of just jump into it, maybe like the end of preseason. Yeah. And then uh, obviously regular season, they jump into it. I think it would just boost so much um, knowledge for every team's fan base if they just had done it if they just do it for every team each year, you know, who would yeah. love to see like, like, I, like as a Dallas fan, this is an example. I don't want to go back and watch Jason Garrett, <clears throat> Jason Garrett stand on stage and bitch at the players and stuff, you know, Mike, Picard, yeah. that's, that's fucking yeah. like, five years ago now. So it's like, why would I want to watch that? You know, now, I, I mean, I'm going to pick popularity, you know, technically probably Dallas should be the people every year. So I think it's it should stop just stop it. I think if you're going off of use and popularity, you know I think you're gonna pick Dallas every year. So it's it's going off of. I don't know. I don't even I, know uh, what it's going off of. But this year it's going off of Aaron Rodgers drama. That's all it's going off of.
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure. Uh, obviously, this year, yeah, with the Jets, it's going off of Aaron Rodgers and you know all the offseason noise the Jets have made. But like last year when they did the Lions, like the Lions were coming off of like a two or three win season. So I don't know what the yeah what was motiv- the yeah I don't know what the motivation was behind selecting them to be on the
1: no series idea. last year
0: and like I, I understand what you're saying as far as like doing all every team because like unless you're like a diehard football fans like you and I are like you're not gonna no one regular person is gonna sit there and watch an off season <laughs> yeah. with, with the Detroit Lions you know what I mean like yeah so I mean
1: but a Lions no, fan might because they the, might the be like the Lions
0: fans would yeah
1: who's you know it 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 teaches you like who's on the team this year who's you know what I mean like uh there was some players I didn't even know on Cowboys the years that they did it I think it was uh I think it was Rico Gathers or something I forget his name but uh running back that they kind of like you were talking about just undrafted guy that they kind of just they just pick and that's cool to learn and he ended up making the team you know what I mean so that's cool knowledge and uh I don't know. I think it would give people more of an interest in, in the sport and the other side of the sport than just rooting for – showing up at the game and rooting for it. You know what I mean? Right, maybe. yeah. That, that's maybe, what I feel like most fans are. They just kind of like – they don't care about what we're talking about right now. They just kind of right. show up show up to the fucking game yeah. at 3 no, o'clock like, and be like, yep. That,
0: like, like I said, there's the, your diehard NFL fans like you and I, and then there's your NFL fans who only pay attention during the season. Who aren't Which is even, most, yeah, who aren't even gonna turn on the TV and you know watch any NFL news until week one of the regular season. So I mean, and maybe that's the reason why they don't do in more teams on this hard knock series because you know there's not a lot of demand for it, and you know, like you said, not a lot of people are gonna watch it the off season. <laughs> that's
1: the flip side <laughs> of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. like. I, I mean, I live. we live outside of the Philadelphia area, so predominantly most of the fans around here are Eagles fans. All right, yeah. I I could tell you firsthand, and you could agree, probably 90% of, maybe even more of a percentage, higher percentage of the Eagles fans haven't known, haven't watched or followed any off-season stuff at all. I mean, we barely got into it yet this year, but I'm talking um, like we had training camp and stuff like that. But like – most of it's just veteran stuff right now. But uh, when, even when that starts and even when preseason starts, none of them know anything. Right. And I'm not talking about just Eagles fans. It's just an example because this yeah. is where we live. Um, but if they just did an Eagles thing every year, as, long as, as well as all the other teams, I'm pretty sure most of them would be like, I would watch that. I would watch, uh, you know, like a five-episode, six-episode thing of this off-season team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. It, it's just easy. It's all combined into one. You know, I mean? it's just <clears throat> just kind of throws all the information down at you at once, and you get to see your team live, and you get to see your quarterback, and they get to see Jalen Hurts in the off-season programs, and they get to see all their, their stars they like and, you know, show some interviews and podcasts and stuff. And I think it, it would bring in different – I think it's worth a shot. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And I
0: like it too because, like, I, i'm the type of guy like i live breathe football so like when i was watching the hard knock series last year with the lions like i remember watching some games this season with the lions in it and i'm like oh hey i remember that guy from hard knocks you know yeah so, that's I mean, what i mean that gets you yeah.
1: more invested yeah i think it'd be worth it at the end of the day even if it's not like if it's a break even thing for the nfl yeah um i think it would be worth it at the end of the day just to get people more invested um Oh, that's just my opinion. I don't know the numbers behind it. I don't know how much it would cost, nor do I care. They got enough money <laughs> from us.
0: Yeah, you know um, I mean,
1: even if they lose money, I don't give a shit. They got enough money from us. But
0: yeah, I mean, I think they should do it. I don't think the NFL's ever going to lose money, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a business. I'm sure there's ups and downs, and there's you know sides of a, a, the business that does doesn't bring in as much as it should, or other parts of the business. So. It might be one of those, but if it gets people more invested, I think it'd be worth it. Yeah, I mean, cool idea. I I don't.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you to an extent. I think it would be better to do like a broader horizon of teams on these shows rather than just you know the few that they've been selecting.
1: And I'm gonna be honest, I'm greedy and I want to see my team every off season. So. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I mean, I would I would like to see my team too. I mean, it's Uh, the most
1: probably everyone. That you know that as ever thought about this, could probably agree. You know what I mean. If yeah. you're a fan of the Bucks, I'm sure you want to see the Bucks every year, and you know so on.
0: Yeah, it, that's uh, one of the worst parts about living in Pennsylvania is as a Jaguars <laughs> fan. You know, I don't really see too much coverage of my team. Or you know, if you, yeah, you go don't. to like go to like a store or something, there's hardly ever any Jaguars. You know, memorabilia or attire or gear there. So I mean. It's you know it would be nice to you know be able to see something like that for my team for once,
1: <laughs> and the local broadcast on TV. V, will never. That's why right. I'm glad I'm a Dallas fan because um, it does usually get coverage unless the Eagles are on. But it's somehow because they're both NFC East rivals. They don't right. kind of works out because they don't want them on at the same time. Yeah, uh, kind of works out for me. But yeah, but somebody like you, Jaguars. That's kind of shitty for. To live in Pennsylvania and be a Jaguars fan.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully we, we do better this year. I mean we did pretty well last year, but it's kinda of been shitty to be a Jaguars fan for quite some time, so
1: I just mean viewer wise. But as well, far yeah. as your is your team your team's getting better, so they're gonna climb the Yeah, the that's viewer, viewership more and which means yeah. they'll try to fight for more T V time.
0: Yeah, they're not gonna put uh, you know, a one in sixteen team on national television, so <laughs>
1: Unless it's the Browns that one season never yeah. just wanted to see him get the win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So people he... were tuning in. Even I was tuning in and it's like, dude, just give it to 'em. Somebody yeah. somebody that's already made the playoffs, just give give 'em a fucking win.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> you gotta be successful to be on the national spotlight, so
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, know, not really? Dallas Cowboys aren't successful. They just somehow get the uh,
0: yeah. They get that designation of America's team. So I think, like, I mean, not, they're not unsuccessful though. Every year they're usually a playoff they're team. Competitive,
1: I mean, they're competitive. Yeah. I guess yeah. I will say the year they went four, four and twelve, that Tony Romo went down. That was the. I remember we actually worked together that day. I think yeah. it was twenty. That was 2015. That was, yeah, it was 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was 2015, and um, there was not very much coverage that season. Um, yeah. Like Brandon Whedon. Brandon and, Whedon, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just Cal Moore. When, yeah. Cal Moore. Moore played a couple games. I think he got hurt, though. Yeah. And then he went into the next offseason and broke his leg or something. That's when Dak came in, but. Yes, that was a terrible season. But, yeah, that season had done much – that was the least coverage season I've seen from the Cowboys since I can remember.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I, mean, I, I can understand that too.
1: Yeah, I know you can understand that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All
0: right, so our next topic here if we're going to touch on real quick. um well, not going to try to give too much love to a punter, but Bengals punter Kevin Huber announces his retirement after 14 season in Fourteen seasons in the NFL, he played all fourteen seasons in Cincinnati, which is pretty impressive uh, to fit, you know play an entire career for one team. Um, I mean, like I said, there's not really much you could say about a punter. Uh, he, he was consistent. Um, I mean, Give the, him
1: some love. You don't gotta yeah. say it like
0: that. I mean, he's yeah. Uh, I mean, he was consistent. You know, like I said, he was there for fourteen years, so he was doing something right. The Bengals kept him around, um, but yeah, he's. Uh, Calling it a career after 14. And 14, to me, for a punter, 14 years seems like a short career. I mean, because some of these guys, they can play, even kickers, uh, I you know, like Adam Vinatieri and uh, guys like that. Like we've, we've seen him, we saw him play well into his 40s. So I feel like 14 seasons is kind of a short career for a punter.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the punters take more of a more of abuse than the, the actual kickers but
0: if they get hit but i mean how often get
1: well, yeah that's not too often but yeah outside of injury which isn't very common besides like pulling like a hamstring or something right. yeah i think it's more so just hey it's i got enough money that i can that I know what to do with i'm just gonna hang it up and spend time with you know my family and others yeah. yeah i think it's more i don't even know if he is married i didn't even <laughs> know nothing <laughs> i don't, it and,
0: I don't but, really. Uh, I mean, I I know his name from like Madden and stuff like that from seeing him. I assume Bengals. he is if yeah. he is,
1: but it's it's probably more so one of those. It's like all right, it's just
0: yeah, it's, it's the same thing every year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably would have stuck it out, Since especially in Cincinnati for maybe another couple of years just to see if I could have got a that's ring out of it.
1: Th- that's true. I, I I would probably definitely do it, especially just and not sound negative towards the position, especially just being the punter. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's probably a big weight on their shoulders. It's probably yeah. more stress and anxiety than anything because you've you done this repetitively billions and trillions and whatever amounts of times every day. Yeah. So you know how to kick the fucking ball. That's not the <laughs> point, but it's more so like just the situation that you're put in and stuff. Um, people don't take the special teams sides of the games as serious as they should. Like a punter putting the ball in within the five it's yeah. huge and nobody oh, yeah. really talks about it in a game. You know what I mean? That that could actually make or break a game, especially if it's in late in the fourth quarter in a critical moment. You know, your team gets stopped. Nobody thanks the punter and says, "Hey, thanks for putting on the one yard line." Yeah, you know I mean, mean I, there's a lot of stress that comes with that. Yeah,
0: man. I'm not uh, you know, knocking on the guy. Cause I could oh, never, you are,
1: but you are, I mean, I personally I mean, don't really know him that well, but yeah. you've, you've done enough to him <laughs> today to... <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I, I could probably, I could never
0: do what he does. Like, I, I would never be oh, able I to be a I know can Uh, but like you said, like the special teams guys, they never get any love, you know, even the long snappers. Like you, I don't know if anybody's ever tried to long snap before, but it's probably one of the most difficult things you'll ever try to do in your life. And, uh, yeah, I know mean, these guys I've tried
1: it before and it's super hard it I is can't very hard it to my legs <laughs> yeah. to do something
0: yeah it's very hard uh, you know to get a perfect snap.
1: spiral too. oh yeah
0: yeah i'd i'd be so nervous you know if especially if it's like a game winning field goal and you're the long snapper like oh my god the pressure there's on that guy there's a lot of guy. pressure on
1: those guys cuz yeah. they got to put it right on the yep. right at, that guy makes that diamond the the holder makes that yep. diamond and that's where the guys put in it has yep. to be they have they Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't they almost like put the laces kind of in the hands of the, like, like I know it comes in as like a tight spiral, but isn't it like, like kind of timed or no? I mean, is it not that precise? There's
0: there's a science to it, but I don't know that necessarily. It's you know they can place it in the holder's hands a specific way. I mean,
1: because I always see the holders like literally turn it it seems like then uh, the same amount of spin every time like they put it down and they know how far to spin it right away yeah like it just seems like it's so repetitive like boom spin yeah
0: done. I mean if you're if you're doing it maybe, a lot maybe, though you
1: know, yeah yeah maybe, maybe it's not the precise but uh, if yeah, that, that has to if be that's
0: your only job is like long snapping I'm sure you know while everybody else is doing practices for two hours a day that's what what you're doing is just long snapping it so I mean I'm sure those guys obviously they're professionals so they know what the hell they're doing but I'm sure They've got it. There's a science to it that they've got down pat.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, uh, and most people probably don't know that long the long snapper is different than the actual snapper. See, <laughs> so, yeah, the yeah. normal person probably doesn't, doesn't even realize he, that.
0: <laughs> yeah, the center doesn't long snap.
1: <laughs> yeah, Dallas's uh, long snapper just retired. I think two years ago or last year, uh, LP Latosor. Like sixteen or seventeen seasons in the. the, I wish I I
0: could. I wish I could do. I wish I made a career at a long snapping.
1: You know, that's to me that'd be like. I feel like I could perfect that if I just did that all day. If
0: I I, yeah, if I did it, if I practiced and did it every day and got it like down to where I could actually do it, like that'd be like the dream NFL job.
1: And you gotta be, you kind of gotta be like it's it's and it's weird because you gotta like. Snap. It's just like a regular center snap, and then you are immediately in yeah. the blocking position. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that that makes it even more challenging. You know what I mean. Yeah, you are about to get destroyed by a three hundred plus pound man as you are snapping the ball, <laughs> and, and yeah. if they're timing it perfectly, they might even be jumping over you if they're fucking oh, yeah. like Troy Polamalu or something. Yeah, there is no way you are you
0: are blocking that <laughs> if they That's- if they jump over you before you know you even get your arms back up there. I mean. You're screwed.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they do jump over you and try to get to the, back to the punter. So that's pretty. There's risk involved, but I I I'd assume that there's not much injury. It's not common to get injured. Yeah, a I long mean, snapper.
0: They, I'm sure that they get injured too, just like uh, any NFL player. But I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, just not You don't you don't see too many long about. snappers.
0: Yeah, you know, on the injury report every week.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because there's just so many positions in the NFL that are just
0: that no one thinks about. about. Yeah. yeah.
1: Nobody talks about. Yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's crazy. And it's, but, they're all, yeah. it seems like
0: they're all on special teams too.
1: Oh, that's a huge part of it. That's a whole yeah. third part of the, there's, there's offense, defense, and there's special teams and special teams is like zero love. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and those like, guys love like, uh, like, um, oh, like yeah. you watch hard knocks and stuff. Those guys on special teams, um, Love their job, like the runners and are the gunners, like us, they call them. Yeah, the gunners, off the yeah. Things they're fucking, they're serious about their job, and that's. And a lot well, of times, I mean, that's that's also a, uh, a big help when you're like a fourth or a fifth. If they keep a fifth, wide yeah. receiver. Yeah, um, a, lot of,
0: a lot of guys. That's how they make the roster. I mean, special a teams. receiver
1: or something. Yeah, if you're very good on special teams, yeah, or a returner or whatever. You know? Yeah. If you have that on your resume, other than just being a, you know, tight end or whatever you are, uh, or re- receiver, or, you know, whatever, yeah. that, that helps make a roster. And that's usually their last spot um, of a roster. That's what it will come down to. Hey, can you help on special teams? No? Yeah. Okay, well, let's take a look at the other guys. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, I if that was between me making the roster and not making the roster, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do special teams. Where do you need me?
1: Hell yeah. I see dollar signs. Put me anywhere yeah. on that special team. So I don't yeah. give a shit. I'll, put it, I'll ride the bench, too. That doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever just, you want, as long as I get just, the paycheck.
0: Yeah, just put me on the roster. I'll do whatever you need.
1: <laughs> you need <laughs> me to get snacks and
0: yeah. towels. and yeah, You need me you to know. grab hot dogs at halftime for the guys? Hell yeah. Put me on the roster. <laughs> I don't even need to dress for the game.
1: yeah i'm good we win the super bowl i just want to i just want to get that ring (laughs) okay and if i don't get the ring that's cool too man i just want that paycheck yeah
0: i just want people to know that i was on the sideline during that super bowl (laughs)
1: yeah i just yeah i want a picture with the super Uh, bowl
0: i'm standing next to the head coach the whole time so when they get (laughs) photos i'm there i have proof i I was on that team
1: (laughs) that was me man (laughs) didn't play a fucking snap but you know what
0: (laughs) <laughs> All right. So Saints running back Alvin Kamara, he has agreed to plead no contest to a misdemeanor charge of breach of the peace for his involvement in a 2022 fight in Las Vegas. Uh, Kamara and three other men were initially facing misdemeanor charges of conspiracy to commit battery and a felony charge of battery with substantial bodily harm. Kamara is no longer facing that felony charge uh, after he accepted a plea deal, which will involve him. Needing to do thirty hours of community service, and he will need to pay the alleged victim in the fight one hundred and five thousand dollars for his medical bills. So it looks like um, I know not too many people probably know about what happened, but um, after the Pro Bowl in two thousand twenty two, Camaro uh, went out clubbing and got into an altercation with uh, you know some other people, and um, you know he was initially going to face charges for it, which probably would have all but ruined his NFL career. Now it looks like with the plea deal that he's going to get, he probably, maybe, if any suspension comes about, it might be you know a couple games, but probably nothing as serious as if he was going to get that felony charge like they were trying to plan and press charges for.
1: I mean, yeah, and there's two sides to every story, so I'd love that and know the actual, like, how it started and everything. I didn't right. really look too far into it or, or anybody, eh. like... uh. Witnesses soul, but yeah. You know any part
0: of that? Uh, I don't think they they really went into too much about that. I just know that they're they just was worried about the deal. Yeah, I mean, one hundred and
1: five thousand, and what happened? He got punched in the face. So what medical bills? It, well, were so in? he
0: was beat up by Camara and three other guys. So I mean, I mean, I saw photos of the guy after it, like the next day in the hospital. Oh, I didn't and he see that. he was, was pretty jet. Yeah, he was pretty jacked up. So, better I mean, be for
1: $105,000. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd
0: let Alvin Kamara kick my ass for $105,000.
1: <laughs> this guy's seen money the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what did this guy do? I mean, I don't, I don't I have I no mean, idea.
0: There's, and it's the problem nowadays with society. I mean, I'm sure if somebody, sees, money yeah, if somebody sees an athlete or a celebrity or anybody out, out in public in a club scene or anything like that, you know, I wouldn't put it past someone trying to start something just so they can say, Hey, he oh, hit that. me or, you know, yeah. try to get, you know, money out of it or a settlement or something. I mean, not saying that Camaro was right for beating the crap out of this guy, but I mean, I'm sure he was provoked. I mean, I'm sure a multi million dollar NFL star isn't just going around kicking people's asses for no reason at all.
1: And why'd you have to get your buddies involved? Right. I mean, if, were you, you know, what was going on? I, I, I blame both sides. Um, but 105 grand isn't nothing to Camaro so Yeah. Good for him. I mean 30 hours community service. I don't really understand that one. What the fuck's that going to do?
0: Yeah. And does he but, have to go back to Las Vegas to do it or can he do it in New Orleans?
1: I hope so. I hope so.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get just, it over
1: in 2 days. Yeah.
0: yeah, fly out to Vegas for for like a week during the off season and just bang out your community service do a couple hours a day, you know.
1: You know, it's easy for us to say cuz we're not in this kind of this, we don't have this kind of money And we're right. not as young as these guys anymore <laughs> But uh, I wouldn't put myself In those positions To to end up You know this guy could have gotten It could have went way worse if they didn't right. be, yeah. come to a plea deal And honestly if I was that guy I would have said Phew. If if he truly didn't do anything wrong I would have said I want more than $105,000 Or you're losing NFL games buddy Let's do yeah. the calculations on that Yeah, How much, how much you're going to lose per game but uh, if he did do something wrong, just pay him my medical bills because you needed two other buddies to kick my ass too. Um, but yeah, it's I wouldn't have never put myself in a position if I was Kamara. But he's young, I guess, and he's got a lot of money. So, and like yeah. you said, anywhere anywhere these people go, people are gonna. These guys are freaks of nature. Most of them, Kamara's. I don't know how tall he is. He's not very tall, and he probably looks more of an like a normal kind of guy but he's got the shiny teeth and all so he probably stands out and i'm sure he has you know a group of buddies that kiss his ass and follow him around and stuff and he probably looks important so it's like these guys are always going to stand out so yeah. you know you kind of got not put yourself in those situations
0: yeah and i mean i'm sure like i said he was probably provoked i don't know the whole story but i mean
1: definitely uh, provoked yeah
0: yeah, I mean, and it's just an unfortunate situation. I mean, we see these NFL players getting into trouble with the law all the time. and
1: Stupid you know, stuff. Yeah. Like Plaxico burst and the fucking gun and shit. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah, he,
0: he ruined his career. That was career. at a club, too, wasn't it? Yep.
1: Yeah, I think it was at club. It's, you're getting, you're a club. He shot himself in the
0: leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. But with a, that was at a club, a I fire,
0: think. Yeah, with a firearm, he wasn't supposed to even be carrying, so
1: yeah it's just stupid shit man and what's his name that got killed that got dui and stuff and he's in jail um, oh uh
0: Riggs or rugs i'm sorry henry rugs yeah, from, henry from Ruggs, yeah. yeah.
1: just so unfortunate it's like they give we talked about this before they it's almost like they just they need to do something about giving these young guys this much money so fast yeah. Hey, yeah. I know you're poor now, but next week when you sign this this check, you're going to be a multimillionaire and you're 20 years old. So try so yeah. not to go crazy. You know, that's impossible to fucking say. Of course <laughs> they're going to go crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's... Most of com- these guys never experienced anything like of the, like this. We yeah, haven't.
0: It's common sense. I mean, you give a 21-year-old millions of dollars, I mean, especially one coming out of college where he's probably partying. You know, yeah. it's just going to... Enhance that and not make it any better. So bad. It takes yeah.
1: just it takes strong, strong mindset like a like a Saquon and uh, you know those guys that you just don't see as big partiers um, like Jalen Hurts and yeah Dak and all those guys that you just don't that are just like like I gained a lot of respect for Jalen Hurts when I've seen him. Well, what's his coach's name? Nick seriani uh, Yeah. Putting pulling Nick Sirianni's arm down when he's flipping down the sideline, trying to be a smart-ass and stuff, and uh, being a poor sport after the Super Bowl, and Nick uh, Jalen Hurts just kind of pulled him away from it. And that's the kind of mentality you want for the NFL. And yeah, and I mean, mean that they need to start like drafting and including like men- mentality aspect of things. Yeah. To their draft order. That's that's my opinion. You
0: know, that's and that's uh one thing uh like you talk about like the unteachable things, like the un uh, you know the intangibles yeah, that's intangibles, one thing you, know. you, you one thing you can't teach is is leadership like that quality. So I mean if a guy doesn't have it, he's probably never gonna attain it. No. Um, so I mean, it's, as he
1: it gets older maybe and gets maybe. out of that, that phase, but uh um, yeah. you know, they wise up. But like we just said, it's, you're handing when I'm 21 years old, if you hand me $20 million and tell me not to do anything crazy with it, I'm going <laughs> to laugh at you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's stupid. There's no yeah. way they should be get that. They should get that kind of money. Don't I give agree. it to them until they're fucking 30 years old. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> The NFL has to hold on to it and they'll, they'll decide if it's worthy of an expense. Yeah, I agree. You, know, you need a house. Okay. We'll get you a house. You know, this is your allowance, you know, what do you yeah. NFL pays for everything? But you get free food all the time at your, at your uh, organization and stuff. You get an allowance for food. I mean, this is, we're talking unrealistic shit here, but this is, this is really fucking up a lot of people's lives and careers. It's unfortunate. Yeah,
0: it is unfortunate, but uh, you know, unfortunately we are probably going to see more and more of this. I mean, I don't think this is ever going to go away because, you know, you're going to have people out there that are always going to get in trouble with the law. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, professional athletes are no are no exception to the rule.
1: And I I don't want to sound like this, but, you know, I don't think that the uh, younger generations are getting any better with this kind of stuff. It's
0: oh, getting, no, absolutely not. Way
1: worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, way they, worse. I, and, you know, they just seem more careless in this aspect, but. I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're getting older and now we're seeing what the older <laughs> and, people saw of us.
0: We're not that old. For those of you who don't know, we're only <laughs> in our early 30s. So it's not like we're,
1: you know, <laughs> but we're, I said we're getting older. I didn't older, say we getting yeah. old. Yeah. But now maybe we're seeing what older people, when we were that age, seen in us. You know, right, you know yeah. fucking, fucking kids, you know, yeah. trouble. You know, maybe exactly. it's just what it is. It's just
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I don't know. <sighs>
0: Yeah, we'll uh, keep you guys posted on the Alvin Kamara situation if anything else does happen to turn out from that. But, you know, as far as we know from now on, uh, it'll just be community service and uh, the $105,000 in medical expenses he will have to pay. Yep. So moving along, the Panthers will be inducting defensive end Julius Peppers and wide receiver Moussin Muhammad into the Panthers Hall of Honor. The ceremony will take place at halftime of their October 29th game against the Texans. Now, I don't know how good your memory is. I'm sure you remember Julius Peppers. You know, we're not too far removed from him. Um, Musen Muhammad, he was a little bit older than, you know, Julius Peppers, but they still, that Super Bowl that the Panthers played way back in 2003, they were both on that team. Um, You know, both really great players. You know, Julius Peppers uh, was one of the better defensive ends in the league uh, uh, at his position at the time. Uh, you know, and Mohsen Muhammad, he was a pretty good wide receiver. Uh, you know, He one of the better ones at the position at his time in the league too. So I think they both deserve it. Uh, maybe we'll see Julius Peppers in the Hall of Fame one day. Mohsen Muhammad, I think maybe he's good enough to be in the Hall of Fame, but I don't see him going in anytime soon because of, you know, everybody else that's available.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I don't not really a standout guy to me, um, for that to happen anytime soon. So that's unfortunate, but yeah.
0: And he kind of was, you know, while he was there in Carolina, you know, it was around the same time that Steve Smith was coming out. So, I mean, he kind of had to compete with that as, you know, being the number two next behind Steve Smith. So, I mean, he kind of fizzled out towards the end of his career. Uh, I believe he went to Chicago after his, time in Carolina. So, I mean, not taking anything away from him because he was a great receiver. Um, but you know, he had to share the spotlight there in Carolina with Steve Smith. So it was kind of difficult for him to get the, you know, targets that he needed, um, because of that, but you know, he's still a great wide receiver.
1: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: Okay. So Saquon Barkley, I know we touched on this, you know, a few episodes ago about, uh, him wanting a new deal with the Giants and possibly holding out. Um, but this week, uh, there was a report that he uh, his availability for week one is in serious doubt if they don't reach an agreement uh, on a new deal. Now, they have until Monday at 4 p.m. to strike a deal with Barkley. Uh, you know, after that, he won't be able to be re-signed until after the 2023 season. So, I mean, I don't see them getting a deal done before Monday at 4 o'clock. I, I just don't see it happening. Um, but I mean, I don't really think he's going to be the one to hold out either, because if, you know, like we said, if he doesn't get a deal done by four o'clock, they can't until after the season. So I don't think Saquon's going to, you know, sit out an entire year without a deal. I mean, but then again, I don't see them getting one done before then either. So it's, I I see him playing, but I don't see him getting a new deal.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to ride it out. That's just my opinion. Um. So apparently, they offered Saquon a contract worth thirteen million per year, including twenty-six million over the first two years. That's what Pro Football folk, uh, Football Talk has said. I don't know how true that is. That's just what I've read. Um, but he was looking more along the lines to get Christian McCaffrey money, which is around sixteen right. million per year. So they're they're like three to four million off. Um, I don't know. But that also included $26 million over the first two years. So, yeah. And to I, be honest, I don't know the whole dollar figure, but that's just rumors. And I don't think they're going to come to that. I, I just think they're going to run right. this year out and see how it goes. Yeah.
0: And to be honest with you, I don't think he deserves Christian McCaffrey money. Um, I don't
1: either. Well, I mean, Christian I, McCaffrey also had a lot of injuries, too. So you right, could say, but,
0: you know, Christian McCaffrey, he's, uh, you know, a difference maker. I mean, not saying that Saquon isn't, but I mean, last year was the first full year that Saquon's played, Um, you know, and I think $13 million is a really good amount of money for a running back, especially since, you know, Christian McCaffrey, probably the best running back in the league is only making like $3 million more per year than what they offered you. I mean, I would take the $13 million a year. uh, I mean, did it say how much of that
1: was guaranteed? No, that was just rumored and pro okay. uh, football talk. I had, yeah. It was the only ones I've seen that really said that, said it in kind of real well, numbers. I'm but. sure
0: with uh, you know a lot of contracts that we're seeing, most of them are guaranteed. I would say most times we see a contract get offered, I would say about two-thirds or three-quarters of it is guaranteed. So, I mean, if they're offering him $13 million a year, probably over a three- or four-year time frame, I mean, he's probably – Gonna get guaranteed around 50, 55 million if I had to guess. I mean, which is a pretty good amount of money, especially for a guy that's been injury prone.
1: Yeah, I think he's more so looking at it probably on the guaranteed side. And All this, where right. pro football talk had God had uh, mentioned, maybe they didn't know. But if I was Saquon, I would look more for more guaranteed money up front, <clears throat> or like a signing bonus kind of thing. Yeah, um, because of his injury history. I know it sounds like selfish, but it's like if you get injured big time again one more time, you might be on the way out. Might, I mean, look at Todd yeah. Gurley. Yeah, like, we've seen Todd Gurley go after one contract, and I think it was one, or right, it wasn't. Yeah, it with like the Rams. Anyone. Yep, it was just. I think it was just one big contract, and then yeah. that was it. You know, he had big. I think it was knee injuries. Yeah, and, and- uh, Saquon's more of a ha- hamstring kind of guy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, if I were him, I would have just taken it, but we don't know the whole dollar amount or what's the truth behind it.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And like you said, he's been really injury prone. So, I mean, if you get a con, no matter what it is, if you get a contract with guaranteed money, I would take it just because of that. Because if you don't, let's just say, yeah. you know, they're probably not going to get a deal done before four o'clock on Monday. So, I mean, if, if they don't, he's going to be playing on the franchise tag this year, which is fully guaranteed for the whole season. But if you injure yeah. yourself beyond this year, let's say he has a career, God forbid has a career ending injury this season, you know, he's yeah. not got, not guaranteed any money outside of that, you know, franchise tag. So, I mean, honestly, the if I was
1: do it every all the time, better right. themselves.
0: Yeah. Honestly, if I was Saquon, I would have taken, you know, whatever deal they would have offered me.
1: If it's true, I personally, I don't believe it because if I'm the Giants, I just I drafted you. I've seen your injury history. I've seen how much you've been around, and it hasn't been often. Um, I see, you know, Derrick Henry out there. I see uh, what's-his-face um, that Miami's looking at.
0: Oh, uh, Dalvin Cook.
1: Dalvin Cook. Um, I see other running backs out there that haven't had the same injury history as you. Um right repetitively. I mean Saquon's had a really, really bad um really bad luck, I should say. Yeah. Cause he wasn't like that in college. So it was just unfortunate. Um so if I'm the Giants, I'm sorry I'm not offering you that we're gonna ride this year out. And also we might also bring somebody else in too. It might not yep. be one of those bigger guys, but hey, you're already getting your guaranteed money, just focus on yourself. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm you know how I feel about paying running backs all that money, especially when they're an injury-prone one. And I love Saquon, but sorry, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, if let's uh, just say he would happen to hold out this year because they don't uh, get a deal done. I mean, the Giants' backup option, Matt Breida. I mean, he's decent, um, but I don't see him being an oh, every. If he holds back. out,
1: yeah, yeah. If he holds out, go out and get. Uh, one of the guys I just said, or somebody
0: Corey. Just who minded. knows? Maybe to save some cash, they might sign Zeke and have uh, Matt. I mean, you're not lying.
1: You know, I didn't even think of that. But you're yeah, not lying. And, and Matt,
0: Matt Breida and Zeke having that as a one-two punch in your backfield. I mean, that wouldn't be terrible. I
1: I've watched uh, videos of Zeke recently, and it's just videos. You know how yeah. it is. No pads, yeah. just running through trash cans and. Stupid shit, but <laughs> yeah. he looks good. And um, I seen somebody, I don't remember who it was, um, some reporter for Dallas, and he made a really good point, and I kind of touched on it before. He's around week three, four, five, somewhere around there. But back-to-back years, 2021, 2022, he had he had gotten banged up from knee injuries yeah. around those kind of weeks. And after that, he seriously declined after those years. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets signed closer to the season for a decent amount. Now that teams are seeing that he's becoming more healthier again, and um, yeah. I don't know, I I just feel like you you could be onto something there, and maybe Saquon isn't doesn't have the upper hand as much as he thinks, and Zeke would be definitely be a way cheaper option that could actually be better for him with Breda.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, a Zeke one two
1: think... punch, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, even if you have Zeke as just like your third down back or your goal line back, your power back, I mean, he still, Matt Breida could probably be your first and second down back and you guys would still be all right. I mean, but that's not get oh, too yeah. off topic here. <laughs> I expect Zeke to be, you know, signed to a team before the season starts, uh, especially after preseason, you know, injuries looming. Um, so, I mean.
1: Oh, he'll, he'll definitely have a job. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I I see it, um, but yeah.
1: I think I wanted him back to Dallas, but the more I think about it, as much as I love the guy, I think it would just be like, then if they just feel the need to put him in and give him a role, and I just don't. I don't like like veterans feeling like they deserve a role because of the, who they are. Like when Jason was Whitten was there, right? When you know when when trying to think of. Who older guys are at, in a team, and they just feel like they like watching, like um, Eli Manning struggle in these games. And not yeah. saying they should have removed him or whatever, or uh, what's the guy the Chargers like uh,
0: Philip Rivers?
1: Philip Rivers always your struggle and stuff. Yeah. It's just like these teams refuse to remove veteran players just because they feel like they owe them a role. I just don't like that. In the NFL, I just... You're playing... This is a business. Get them out of here. Same yeah. thing with, you know, Saquon. You don't owe Saquon anything. This is a business. Let's handle it as if, you know, this was a, an animal, per se. I'm not yeah. saying you should think of them like that. I'm not trying to be... Degrade these guys, but uh, <laughs> like they're some kind of circus freaks. But uh, yeah. I'm just trying to think. This is a business. Do you really want to sign a guy that's that injury-prone? Yeah. And so it's almost... 90% chance that he's going to get injured and miss games because of his history. It's just yeah. it's facts. You know what I mean? It might be higher than that. I mean, he missed, he, he had one season where he didn't get injured. Yeah. Do the I mean, math, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, running backs are a dime a dozen, uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. So you can get away without signing Saquon and still probably find a pretty decent uh, substitute for him. So, I mean – He's. I don't think he has a, you know, a leg to stand on in, in this debate here. Uh, yeah. So I definitely don't see them getting a deal done. But I, I think he'll play this year. I don't see him holding out.
1: Hey, we were wrong about the quarterback in Baltimore. So maybe we're wrong about this one, but we'll see. Time will tell. Well,
0: I hope. I mean, I, I want to say see Saquon play this year. So I hope you know we're wrong. And I, I hope... do
1: too. I think I hope he does stay healthy, and I think he will. I think he yeah. figured something out. Um, maybe it was his training, maybe it was, you know, whatever, um, what he was doing, but hopefully he looked a lot better last year and he started to get much better during the, uh, towards the end of the season. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's get into our state of the franchise segment this week. Uh, now for those of you who have been, who have been paying attention, this will be the last state of the franchise segment. We are going to cover the last two teams from around the league this past year. Um, the first team we're going to get into is going to be your NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. They finished 14-3 and last year, which was first place in the NFC East. Offensive-wise, as far as points per game, they were number two in the league with 29.1 yards per game. They were number three in the league with 385.8. Third down conversion percentage, they were third in the league with 47.5 Fourth down conversion percentage, they were fourth in the league with 72.9%. And then their red zone scoring percentage, they were third in the league at 68%. Now, rushing yards per game, they were number four in the league with 152 per game. And then passing yards per game, they had 233.8 per game, which was ninth in the league. And how did they do on defense last year?
1: Um, uh, Pretty damn good. Uh, opponent passing yards, per, I'm sorry, Wrong opponent yards per game. They were first in the league at 292 yards. Um, opponent rushing yards per game. They were 16th in the league, middle of the pack at 121 yards. That was their only downfall, really, on that defense was their, their run stop. But they were so productive on pass. Um, opponent passing yards per game. They were ranked first in the league at 171 yards. And then their key defensive stats, opponent completion percentage was 63%, and opponent red zone scoring percentage, 55%. So very good on defense. Um, overall, they were you know, top three in the league on defense. Um, these aren't obviously the only stats you look at, but if you're going over. All the critical stats, I would say they were probably top three in the league. Very very productive on defense. They had a little bit of trouble stopping to run, especially at the middle and stuff. But, you know, they, on the outside and in the back, they had it covered up pretty well. Yeah.
0: I mean, now you all know how we feel about the Eagles. We're not the biggest fans of them. Um, You know, but they do have a very good football team. Um,
1: They carried over uh, a lot.
0: They did. They brought back a lot of key players. Um, You know their uh, team is going to look very similar as to what it did last year. You know they're as far as offensive. You know players returning. They're going to have obviously quarterback Jalen Hurts coming back. uh, Wide receivers AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Tight end Dallas Goddard, and then of course the anchor of that offensive line center Jason Kelsey. Um, you know, he contemplated retirement this offseason, but he will be back for the 2023 campaign. Um, he
1: couldn't retire with the best squad you've ever played on. Right, yeah.
0: You know, it, especially losing a Super Bowl, I, I wouldn't want to go out like that. I would at least try to give it one or yeah. one more shot. Um, yeah. But then as far as defense, you know, they've uh, got studs returning. Uh, defensive back James Bradbury. Uh, defensive back Darius Slay you know, defensive end Brandon Graham and then defensive tackle Fletcher Cox, we signed for another year. So, I mean, this, this team is very, very good. Um, and I know we, we discussed this before, uh, you know, it's going to come up between them and the Dallas Cowboys for this division this year. Um, I'm not going to be surprised either way if they win it or if Dallas wins it. I mean, I think, uh, they're both solid teams and I think it's gonna be a battle uh, you know between those two for the first place in this division um, I don't necessarily see the Eagles winning the NFC again um, but you know I think they're gonna obviously make the playoffs and I think that they're gonna win a game uh, possibly two, but you know I don't see them representing the NFC in the Super Bowl again
1: yeah you're definitely gonna have two teams out of the NFCs coming out of the Going into the playoffs. And uh, yeah, they carried over so much. It's going to be very, a very productive year. Probably at least 11, 12 wins, if not more, again, from them. They're just going to be very dominant on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, it kills me to say all that. Um, <laughs> they really, they really, um, how can I say this? They really, we, We predicted. Well, we predicted last year they exceeded by far. You know what I mean? I would have never guessed they would have kept getting better throughout the season. And right, um, like they did struggle. They did struggle like uh, on defense a little bit here and there. And they've had games where you're like, okay, that's what I thought they were going to look like. And then they just figured out how to bounce back. And they Jalen did a good job of playing the part. You know what I mean? If they He's not the best thrower in the world as a quarterback, but he's handled some games, um, especially in the playoffs. He was almost flawless in the playoffs. I mean, he had a, an interception that, that was not good in the playoff, in the Super Bowl, but people make mistakes. You know, it's right. a young guy. You know, he was amazing <laughs> that he was there anyways. But, yeah, they – they, if he needed to run the entire game, he ran the entire game. If he needed to throw the entire game, he'd throw forty times that game. You know what I mean? It's pretty incredible what he did and what the defense did. Fletcher Cox, he's still a beast. Um, the whole team, man, they 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 find ways to motivate each other. And as much as I can't stand them, they are they have a very good mentality in that organization for motivation. Yeah, and. Howie Roseman, he's a big part of that, just getting them the parts that they need. And uh, if they need a guy like A.J. Brown, guess what? They're going to go out and get A.J. Brown. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not scared scared to make big moves, and that's how you end up in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they're going to continue to end up in Super Bowls as long as they keep doing the stuff they're doing and they don't um, screw themselves money-wise. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, probably the biggest move this off besides them, you know, resigning Jalen Hurts, is uh, them trading for Lions running back DeAndre Swift. So yeah, that's
1: huge. And I forgot about that until you said that I mean, now that's honestly
0: that's Miles Sanders. Uh, he left, so they needed to get a solid number one running back, and they went out and got Swift. And in my opinion, DeAndre Swift is a better running back than Miles Sanders. So
1: oh, by far, I, um, you know,
0: they definitely Sanders
1: has a fumbling problem. They didn't really want to get too involved with them anymore
0: yeah so they definitely upgraded that position so i mean they're moving in the right direction to have you know the same level of success that they had in 2022 so i mean don't expect don't sleep with you know we we all we all slept on the eagles last year because of you know what Jalen hurts and that team did in 2021 so i mean no one um you know, at the beginning of the season, no one expected them to, you know, make it to the Super Bowl. But I mean, they they proved all of us wrong, and you know they they had a solid twenty twenty two campaign, and I expect to see similar results from them this year.
1: Yeah, and yeah, anybody outside of Philadelphia didn't expect that,
0: so, right?
1: And Philadelphia fans, they'll say they knew it, but obviously, you are a fan <laughs> they, of the team, so they if, say you, that you every expect year. A super, you expect to super, I expect the Super Bowl out of my team every year. Have I seen yeah. it since I've been five years old? No. Nope. But uh, that's what you expect out of your team, or else why the fuck are you watching it? You know what right. I mean? If you're not talking about the Super Bowl, then why are you watching it? Right. Um, people make fun of other fan bases all the time. It's like, every year, you know, Cowboys or this or Eagles or blah, 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 say, it's our year, it's our year. Yeah, that's called rooting for your fucking team, or why are you watching it? Yeah. But anyways, um, off of my rant, uh, Eagles, yeah, they're going to have another good season, and it's unfortunate for me, but... <laughs> it's it's gonna be good, and I'm I I am a you know as much as I talk negative about Jalen is running stuff. Sometimes I'm a Jalen fan, you know. I watched him in college, and I do like him, and I think he has um, one of the reasons I like Dak Prescott so much is because of his intangibles and his mentality, and that's what Jalen reminds me of. And I think Eagles really got themselves a good quarterback for once. I hated yeah. Carson Wentz. I don't care what an Eagle said when he first got him. He was trash. Um, And it turned out I was right about that. And I didn't think Jalen was going to be as successful as he was in the NFL. And I was wrong about that. So, yeah, I agree. I'm happy for Jalen.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, I think, you know, he's definitely a a very good football player. Um, And, you know, he's going to have tangibles, man. He's going
1: to just put in the work where he needs to. You know, if they tell him to run the entire game, he's going to run.
0: Yeah, and he's gonna have success for many years to come. I think.
1: Yeah, that's how you win football games. Just do it yep. do it. need to be done? Do it needs to be done. That's what Brady's done and won seven Super Bowls off of it. Yep. You need me to hand the ball off to, uh, you know, uh, what's his name, the running back behind him that they had they stole from Jag- Jacksonville, and actually did something then.
0: Oh, Fred Taylor.
1: No, uh, what the fuck is it? It's, it's irrelevant. But if you needed me to hand the ball off the entire game. Yeah, I don't care. Don't I don't give a shit. You know, yeah. I'm gonna hand the ball. You need me to make one good throw down the middle to Grunk uh, to win the Super Bowl over the Rams. That's what I'm gonna do. Make yeah. that one good throw that game. Yeah. Besides that, I made shitty throws. And barely threw the ball at all. So, do what you're it needs to be done for the game plan, and that's what you need to stick to. Yep. Exactly.
0: Okay. So our last team of the 2023. State of the Franchise segment, are your Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. They finished 14-3 and last year, which was first place in the AFC West. Now, points per game, as far as offense, they were number one this year with 29.2 points per game. Yards wow. per game, they were number one with 404.6 yards per game. Third down percentage, they were number two with 48.9%. Fourth down percentage, they were number two also with 76.92%. And red zone scoring percentage, they were number two with 71.08%. Now, rushing yards per game, they didn't do so hot. They were 20th in the league with 115.7. But then passing yards per game, they were first in the league last year with 288.9. And as far as defense, Matt, how did they do?
1: As far as defense, the opponent yards per game, they were 14th in the league at 332. Um, opponent rushing yards per game, they were 8th in the league at 107. Opponent passing yards per game, they were 20th in the league at 225. And key defensive stats, um, opponent completion percentage. Sixty-five, almost sixty-six, and opponent red zone scoring percentage sixty-five. So they weren't the best at all aspects of their defense. This is definitely more of an offensive weighted team. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, it, and you know what? They they're a team that's always under 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 Andy Reid has just. It's almost like the Patriots and right. Tom Brady and it just seems like their defense steps up in the playoffs and big crunch time moments so their their stats don't quite reflect that that's a hard thing to put a you know put a number on to show how good they are but that's just kind of like that's just the kind of team they are they're they're middle of the pack average defense until they really need to be something and that's when they become a little bit better you know
0: yeah and i you know as looking ahead to next year they're definitely going to win the AFC West again. No doubt about that. I mean, and this, this has got to be, I Are, mean.
1: W- let me just stop you for a second. Are we, I'm trying to put ourselves, put myself outside of, like, as a listener. Are we biased? I mean, when. I'm trying not to be biased, like, cause I, I love this team. I love Andy Reid. I love Patrick no. Mahomes. I love Travis. I love everything about this team. Can,
0: can we be biased though? We're not Chiefs fans.
1: I guess, but you know, I mean it sounds like we're we're fan we're fanboys, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean and don't get me wrong, Patrick Mahomes is phenomenal. Definitely the best quarterback in the league right now. Um you know, but I mean And you didn't same... used to
1: think that. So, and don't lie. Uh, you maybe you had you... a hard time swallowing that pill.
0: Yeah, I, I his first year as a starter.
1: <laughs> first couple years. No,
0: his first yes. year. As, his first year as a starter. I wasn't on board with the Mahomes train, but you know, after watching him over the last few years and seeing what he's been able to do, you know, he's definitely by far the best quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. Um, cool. you know, and this is definitely, I think, has to be everyone's Super Bowl favorite coming into the next year. I mean. They, like I said, they've been. They were what, besides rushing yards per game, they were top two in every other statistic and category. So I mean, offensive wise, yeah, they're the best in the league. They, they get it done. Um, they know what they're doing. Like you said, Andy Reid. Uh, he knows what he's as, doing. Yeah, as long as they have Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey, they're <laughs> going to be a- explosive. This team. They're um, going to be
1: Super Bowl contenders every year, right? Every year—that's the best way to put it,
0: you know. And they're all, always going to be we're favorites. Not, we're not
1: riding dick; it's just facts, right. you know. Yeah. We, if you don't, if you don't believe it, then you're just you're just a hater, or you like uh, the Bills or the <laughs> Bengals or yeah. whoever else in the AFC you're a fan of that they've destroyed. Um, yeah. So don't be, don't be, don't be a hater. Just look at the facts. Yeah. There's People who say Tom Brady stops, like, does he really? Like, come on um just let's just look at the facts and you're right that's as long as those three are all, and you could probably get rid of travis kelsey eventually um get them two good wide receivers to make up for travis kelsey and you're still back in it but uh travis kelsey does make up probably two wide receivers that's what i yeah. was getting at because that's how good he is yeah but,
0: he, he's very good i mean and like i said good at finding
1: you know. any opening you know it's just incredible to watch this team
0: Yeah, Um, you know, and they did trade for Kadarius Toney last year. Um, So, you know, he's obviously, you know, an upgrade at the receiver position, Um, you know, and, you know, their center, Creed Humphrey, Mm -hmm. probably my favorite center in the league right now. I mean, I love that guy. Uh, Probably one of my favorite offensive linemen in the league. Um, But he's definitely top three centers in the league right now. Um, And then Isaiah Pacheco, who would have thought? Undrafted running yeah. back who just lit it up last year and
1: Looking really like helped,
0: that. yeah, really helped this offense out. So I mean, you know, they've they've got the keys, they've got the weapons on offense, you know, to be successful every year. Um, defensively, not as great, but this is a team, you know, their defense is good when they need to be. Like we saw this past season, especially in the postseason. Um, you know, their defense, you know, isn't one that people really talked about a lot but when they needed to make plays when they needed to stop teams you know they did what they needed to do to get the job done and i think you know with as good as the offense is the defense can be a little underwhelming and this team will still have success um you know chris jones though you know he's probably one of the better defensive tackles in the league probably top five if i'm being Mm -hmm. honest um you know hell of a playoff yeah so he's, you know, the anchor of that defense. Um, and they're they're very young. This team on defense, you know, um, you know, their defensive backs, three out of the four of them are three out of the four people in their secondary last year were rookies. So I mean, the, with the experience, they're going to get better. Um, so expect this team to be as good, if not better, than they were last year. Uh, and I honestly think it's going to be my Super Bowl favorite. Uh, you coming into this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, I don't know how you could not at least you know, Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs, that's going to be your three from the AFC. Right. Every season now. <laughs> as long as those young guys are still there. Um <clears throat> yeah, I don't I don't really uh disagree with any of that. That's all good stuff. Um I love this team. I love watching this team and I'm excited to see more of it. It's it's a team for me know that I I would never get sick of seeing in the Super Bowl. I don't know. I just that's just me. Like I'm almost a a Chiefs fan at heart. I think everybody. I think everybody, every, everybody kind of is. You know what I mean? Like it's, deep down, that that's my AFC team.
0: Yeah. And as much as we, I don't want to say talk about Patrick Mahomes all the time, but we, you I know mean, we mention him every now and then. But I mean, like you can't hate the guy. I mean, he's He's generally a good guy. I mean, I mean, not, not that we know him personally, but you know, he doesn't get yeah. in trouble off the field. I mean,
1: he's got he's, what we're talking about—the the
0: intangibles. He's got the intangibles. He's he's a leader. He can make plays all, on the field. Um, you know, I mean, so he's just all around. I think he's you know a guy that you can root for, and I think that's one of the reasons why you know we like him so much, and you know, a lot of people, and you know, other than maybe. Teams, other team, fans of teams in their division, like not too <laughs> yeah. many people hate Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's he's a fan favorite.
1: Even if you are a division rival, you can't hate the guy. I mean, look at the way the way he just goes about himself and the way he plays, and it's just something incredible you've never seen out of a quarterback.
0: Yeah, at least not I mean,
1: since we've been alive.
0: And I, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't like Tom Brady is because he is so good. And I don't, I don't get it. Like, why hate a guy because he's successful? It just doesn't make any sense to me. But I mean, there are people out there like that that don't like someone because they're that good and they're tired. Oh, yeah, there's a
1: lot of people like that.
0: Yeah. So I mean, but well, yeah,
1: but Tom Brady's different—a different kind of role model than what Patrick Mahomes is. Tom right. Brady's more of like a cocky, um, which Mahomes might be after seven rings, um, more of a cocky. <laughs> You know, pretty boy, you know, with the supermodel wife or was wife. Um, you know what I mean? It's just different. He kind of just sits in the pocket, throws laser beams into the sky, and do they win think, games. Do you the think he's he, all over the field and yeah. just laid back and goofy and do you gets think along with the team? And
0: do you think he gets as many rings as Brady?
1: No, I think he gets within two.
0: Okay, yeah, because if you're Keeping track, you know, Tom Brady had two rings in his first three years as a starter, and he had three yeah. rings in his first four years as a starter. And I think Patrick Mahomes is four or five years as a starter now, and he's got two rings. So he's a little bit behind Brady on that aspect of it. But, I mean,
1: yeah, but I, they uh, could go. Brady wants a stretch without right. any.
0: Yeah. I mean, I expect, definitely expect Patrick Mahomes to get a few more before he calls it a career. But, I mean, I don't know that he'll get seven. Oh.
1: Now, I, if I had to guess, four or five. Yeah, well, that's always what I I always say, and people talk about it. Uh, yeah, I, just, I can. Patrick Holmes that. just was voted the best athlete in men's sports. Yeah. Uh, for the 2023 ESPY Awards, so that's pretty cool too. And you know, he's just, just he's a good role model. You know? He is. Yeah. I I I think uh, besides his brother, I think <laughs> kids can learn a lot from him, and he just seems like a really good guy, a really good genuine guy. He grew up around baseball. His father was a professional pitcher. and Yeah. You know, he could have went into baseball and probably made maybe more money as a pitcher. You know, yeah. Who knows, but it's pretty incredible what he can do on the field. You know, I don't remember a, a guy going, mean hey, now you see it. Like Aaron Rodgers does the stupid no-look thing and stuff. But yeah. Just to be a smart ass because he doesn't like anybody taking his throne of uh, – you know, badass guy on the field, but uh, yeah. When have you seen a quarterback besides before him go out in the field and throw no look passes and cool stuff uh, like that? Bef-
0: and, yeah, before you know Mahomes and you know Rogers doing it and stuff like that. I've never seen it. <laughs> like you, either- I
1: mean, they'll do like this, like the slight side eye to throw the DBs off and shit. Right. Um. You know what I mean? Like the head, like kind of side, like your head goes a little bit right, your eyes go yeah. a little bit left, but. But nothing like he's he does. He'll throw a completely no look pass. Like they practice, they legitimately pa- practice it, and yeah. the guys will even tell you the first time they play with him and he throws them. It's like so weird because <laughs> it's just you're not expecting it. Right? Uh, like uh, Tyree Kill, I think it was, was saying, always expect the ball yeah. when you're when you're playing with him because you don't know when it's coming out or when. Like the guy is just. I don't know. He he looks like he's playing backyard football on the field with a bunch of grown ass men. Yeah, he's
0: having fun. It's, it's,
1: it's working. Yeah, and it's yeah. incredible to watch. And that's what I mean. It's just so, so not scripted. And it just right. goes. The way, and I love how Andy Reid just lets him do whatever for the most part. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you have you
0: have to. You have you
1: gotta, to. But you, there is time. There is time when he's fucking up and he's he's trying his stupid shit and he he does have bad moments and throws an interception or two you know, and. You could see those two look at each other like, all right, let's tighten it up a little bit. But, you know, they have a really good relationship. And as you know, Andy Reid lost his son. So I feel like it's more of a a son to him uh, than anything. And it just makes the relationship even better and it's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Uh, He is very fun to watch. And I do love watching the Chiefs play. I mean, they're a great football team.
1: (laughs) I just love watching Andy Reid on the sideline, too. That's another good part about it. Yeah, when he gets. when he gets all red in the face and pissed off, and stupid fucking keyboard or stupid fucking uh, is it oh, play sheet tab- yeah. tablet thing, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking slamming it off, shit, looking pissed off. Like, calm yeah. down. Like, you don't. Know, you know you're gonna. This is one game. You know you're gonna win the fucking season, probably. So.
0: Yeah, they're Not fun to watch. They're fun to watch. Yeah.
1: Yep. All
0: right, so that is going to do it for this week's episode of Late Hit. Now that was our last segment of State of the Franchise. Uh, we did cover all 32 teams, so we hope you guys well got some, yes, We hope you guys got some genuine information out of that, and you know where to make your predictions for coming into this year based off of that. Uh, but we will see you guys again next week. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all platforms. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Late Hit PFR. I am at t underscore luddy, and Matt is at matt pfr. But we'll talk to you guys next week. And uh, thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, I think we got like nine more weeks until Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, uh, football Sunday.
0: Yeah, so it's coming up
1: quick. It's coming up quick, man. Thank right, you buddy. for listening.
0: Thanks, guys.